Hey guys, welcome back to Garden Thoughts. Uh, today we've got the, the privilege to have uh, Ben Fiedler on. He's been a good buddy of mine for, heck, I don't even know. We played baseball when we were younger. Um, we've been we've been lifelong friends, but it's great to have him. Um, I thank him for giving me his time um, to be on this podcast. Um, but I thank you guys for listening as well. Um, so I'm going to have int- Ben introduce himself. Um, again, he's been a lifelong friend of mine, but yeah. Love the guy. Yeah. <clears throat> well, thank you for that uh, very glowing um, introduction. Yeah. Um, yeah, Colby and I have known each other for a long time. Uh, probably since we were nine years old, playing baseball together growing up, played f- football in high school as well. Um, it's been same homeroom. Uh, yeah, it's kind of how Colby and I know each other. Uh, a little bit about myself. Um, I go, obviously, I still go, I go to STMA with Colby. Uh, actually did a post-secondary education this year at Bethel University, and that's where I'm going next year. Um, I'm going to study marketing and HR as well at the same time. I'll be uh, kind of what we're talking about uh, today is I'll be um, earning my pilot's certificates um, all the way from a um, private pilot all the way up to uh, hopefully CFII. Uh, and hopefully that leads me to a career in aviation, hopefully it's an airline pilot. Um, maybe that um, maybe it's not airline pilot, maybe it's uh, corporate flying or something like that, flight instructor. But um, I feel that is kind of where I'm being pushed right now is um, is where things are taking me as well as earning a, a four-year degree from a from a great school like uh, Bethel University in a nice um, a nice liberal arts setting um, so yeah yeah awesome I mean that's awesome um, right away kind of what triggered from that kind of an emphasis on this piloting um, being one that kind of likes that kind of spectrum of things I'm curious about how does one you know kind of from like start to end how does one become a pilot i mean what are is there certain like goals certain check marks that you go throughout and then once you become like when you have your license Mm -hmm. and all that absolutely what are the different you know avenues that you can take from there sure sure so uh yeah i can give you a really good perspective on that um you know i am currently i'm a student pilot i have a student pilot certificate i don't know everything there is to know about aviation but i have a really good idea It's, it's it's kind of broad, but otherwise um, detailed in, in most ways. So yeah, kind of going to what you're asking about, um, how do you become a pilot, right? So most people, when they, they decide, you know what, I want to be, I want to be a pilot. I want to fly planes. Uh, the first thing they do is they probably find a local flight school or a flight school somewhere near them. Um, they go on what's called a discovery flight. And basically what that is, is you go up with an instructor. Uh, the instructor uh, might let you take off. They might let you land the plane, let you fly it in the air. They kind of just get you, you know, introduced to flying in a plane, let you discover, hence the name Discovery Flight. Um, that kind of could see if you're really interested in it, um, because aviation is an expensive hobby. Uh, it's, it's not cheap by any means. Uh, um, yeah, it, what is, so like with, I know it, like looking from the outside yeah. in, it kind of, I think could scare people in that sense of thing of the, the level oh, of commitment sure. with I, it. I think, I think the way you have to look at it is, it's like you're a doctor. Doctors go to school for lots and lots of years. They go, you know, they spend tons of money and they're probably in a lot of debt right away when they start off. Um, but you know, it's what makes it worth it and what shouldn't scare you away is you're in it for the long run, right? I'm gonna put in a lot of money to flying in my career as most every pilot does, um, but that's gonna pay off for you. Maybe not right away, but down the road, eventually you're gonna start making, you know, big money. You're gonna start seeing, um, you know, those long-term things build yeah. up, kind of like you would if you were a doctor or sure. something that takes, know a lot of time like that you're in it for the long haul it's not a short-term thing yeah for sure so working on the first half you know of becoming a pilot exactly yeah so 
is there for you know the what is like you know the first thing you have to do yeah. and well, then like with that like when you're kind of like that's still like let's call it beginner's sure, stage sure. what does that like kind of like look like like paint a sure. picture yeah so like i said you you go on that discovery flight and say all right i want to be you finally okay. decide okay i'm gonna go take lessons so you've so got to take the discovery you don't have to take the discovery most people do you could just walk in and say i want to start flying and i can get you up you know, oh start sure. flying. okay um so basically all it takes is you go um to that uh, any flight school and you say you want to start flying and they can start um scheduling you right away um and basically what that looks like as a beginner um, is you kind of, you just start off, um, going up, doing basic maneuvers in a plane. You kind of learn the basics of flight. Um, at the same time as flying, you're not just flying, you're learning on the ground as well. It's like course instruction. Um, you're usually attending a ground school or you're watching one online. Um, and that kind of teaches you about like the aerodynamics of flight, um, radio communication, something like that. So as a beginner, um, to give you a, a wider look is yeah. you, you're kind of just, um, you're really just taking in a ton of information. It's not necessarily a ton of flying, but you kind of have to get a grasp of what flight is and the whole concept behind it. And so what it looks like is just taking, basically just pounding out lessons and you're pounding out hours. Um, FAA minimums require you to have 40 hours to become a private pilot. Um, so that basically means you have to have 40 hours logged with an instructor and solo time included. And then you take a test, you take a written test, you take a practical test, which is an oral exam, and then you take, um, a test when you're flying in the plane. Okay, so you got a couple different ones. You take, you yeah, it's, it's three different three different tests, um, and then you pass. And then once you get that, you get that's your private pilot's license. And what that allows you to do is it allows you to fly um, anytime, day or night. It allows you to fly with as many passengers as you can safely fit um, in your plane within its requirements. And it only allows you to fly when it's nice weather and you can see. Okay. Um, you cannot fly in clouds as a private pilot. You cannot fly. Um, when when you can't see and you can't visually um, see things around you, so you have to have you mean like good visibility. It's called yeah. What, okay. what you're flying as as a private pilot is called the VFR, visual flight rules. So basically, you're relying on your eyes as well as the instruments, but mostly your eyes. Okay, gotcha. No, that's I mean it's just like getting your or driver's it's just like getting your driver's license in a certain, a I mean, certain way. Yeah, it's, exactly. It's a very, more, very similar. Yeah, it's a little more scaled up. It's a very similar process. Um, but yeah, I can definitely see the relationship sure. with that. Sure. Um, so let's say now you, you you have you've gone through kind of the ringer of it. Mm -hmm. you, you've gone through different testing. You have your private license. You've had that for a little bit. You've logged yeah. in some hours. What is it? Is there a certain path everybody takes from there to become either, let's say, a commercial pilot or whatever it may be, more of a private executive yep. for different people? Yep. Um, just what are the different avenues that? people usually take or what are the like different avenues that people can take yeah sure um so different avenues that people take is the next step is getting your instrument license which means that you can fly in clouds in bad weather that's basically what it means you don't have to use your eyes you can use the instruments and so the avenues you can take off of that is most people at this time not everyone but say you're a college age student like ourselves you're in high school yeah. um you can either go to a university that offers aeronautics as a study and you can get all your ratings through them. And basically you go through the same process you did as a private pilot, but just learning and adding on to what you already know. So you can either go, like I said, to a university, you can continue at that flight school, you don't have to go to university, or you can go to this program called um, ATP. It's these flight schools around the country. And basically what it is, it's, you gotta look at it as like a flight specific college. It's very rigorous. You go and all you do is fly and they will get you all the way up from zero time, all the way up to becoming an airline pilot. 
So th there's many different avenues you can take to get to that mark. Um, but just basic to lay it out for you, after your private, you need your instrument, um, which allows you to find bad weather. You need your commercial license, which allows you to fly for money and make you can make sure. a profit from flying. Um, and then after that, that's really all you need to become a pilot other than the big, the big killer of most pilots is you need 1500 hours required um, to get an air transport pilot's license. And that allows you to fly people, airliners. That's what all the, uh, it's a fairly new license that people have had to reach. Um, I can't remember how, when it started a few years back. Um, and you need that to start flying people. Okay. Um, it's 1500 hours. If you went to a part 61 flight school, if you go to a part 141 flight school, which the difference between the two is one's a little bit more structured. Um, that part 141 gets you restricted ATP where you only need a thousand hours. So basically it's meeting all those ratings, private instrument, commercial, getting the hours, and then you can start being hired by the airlines. That's basically how it works. You also can get your certified flight instructor rating and your certified flight instrument instructor rating. So those, those are kind of all the paths you can go up and you can add on with things like high performance ratings where you can fly, you can fly more complex airplanes. Um, the big one that pretty much every airline pilot has got to have that I skipped over is the multi you need to be able to fly a plane with two engines because most airlines are two engine planes. Right, gotcha. And so that is another big one that everyone gets if you're going to fly for the airline. Yeah. So with, I heard, you know, 1500 hours. Exactly. Yeah. So what's usually the timeline of like yeah. how long that would take sure. on average? On average. Um, from, there's not really a, a national, I mean, probably is a national average out there. I don't know the number, but sure. Um, most people, it can take them anywhere from a year, five years, you know, up. It's just how frequent you are flying and how committed you are. Most people gain their hours through being a flight instructor. That is very common. Most people, some people gain their hours by flying, um, you know, they might be flying on their own, which is pretty rare. Um, it's a lot of time and a lot of money to be paying. Um, there are certain airlines like Mokalele Airlines in Hawaii that doesn't, they don't require you to have 1500 hours being an airline pilot um, and you can go fly there and that is a good way to build hours um, flying for finding different flying jobs um, like you know skydiving pilot a sightseeing tour finding different pilot jobs allow you to be in the air logging that time in that logbook that's kind of how you can get that done um, as far as an average like I said I don't really know a national average for it but that's kind of the way that you would get those hours gotcha so different ways you can go about it um and then i just want to think about the hours so like mo just more on the technical side of mm. things here first so again from kind of the beginning to, to the end if you kind of break it up from that beginning where you first start to that when you get your private exactly. like how many hours is that do you need mm -hmm. and then i mean i'm curious do most people only do the minimum mm -hmm. or do they do more and then from the private to the commercial to where they can, you know, do cargo and people sure. and international like that, is there additional more hours that you need to follow suit? With yeah, that? sure. Um, so basically the FA minimum is 40 hours. Um, the national average is 55. Most people take that 55 okay. or more. So you need the, I mean, it's just, I mean, more you, for you. It's more, it's, it's how fast you learn. And it's how frequent you're flying. If I, if you're gonna fly every day from zero time all the way up to getting that FAA minimum 40, there's a good chance you can get it done in 40 because you're gonna retain that information a lot quicker. Whether if you fly once a week, it's gonna take you six, seven months and then you're not gonna remember everything. You're gonna have to relearn 
lot when you go flying. That's why it may take you 55, 65, 75 hours right. um, to get that. Um, as far as the hours look for instrument um, and commercial, um, it's the same It's the same kind of deal. There is certain um, requirements that you have to have, you have to have met as far as hours wise. I don't know the specifics, sure. specific numbers of it, yeah. but there is, it's very, it's the same thing as a private pilot as far as hours. You need to meet certain requirements of with an instructor, solo, night flight, cross country, all things like that. Gotcha. Um, thank you for clarifying that. Oh yeah. Sure. Kind of, um, just trying to work through it. And for the listeners as well, hopefully you guys are um, trying to retain this as well. Maybe taking notes if you want, however you want to go about it. Um, another thing I want to like ask about, uh, I'm kind of curious about, sure. I've heard, so I feel like pilots, one of those um, jobs or positions mm. where it's always talked about it's um the the benefits um the kind of glorious aspects of that um in your eyes if you could like talk about from how you see it the the pros of becoming Mm -hmm. a pilot and also the the cons of becoming a pilot just and kind of navigating throughout that good good question um the pros i see of becoming a pilot um if you're really passionate about it it's something you're going to enjoy every day of your life um it's really for me, it feels like a vacation every time I fly. It doesn't. It doesn't feel like work. Um, to me, I don't think that's what it would feel like. I think we ask a lot of pilots. A lot of pilots don't feel like it's work. They just feel like they're doing what they love. And that's, you know, I'm not saying you can't love accounting or you can't love, you know, um, other things out there that you can go to school for. But it's aviation is kind of one of those things where you're really passionate about it, and it's something that is really enjoyable if if you love it. Um, I mean, it's got a heck of a view every time. Oh, every time. Every time you're up there, you, you, get, to, you get to explore the world. Um, that's another pro, is you get to see things that not everyone gets to see. You're not standing at the same wall every day. There's not a lot of routines. Um, there's not a lot of things that stay the same. They're routines. Not things that necessarily stay the same. Great um, YouTube um, that you can go watch is Swain Martin. Swain Martin's a pilot for Envoy Airlines. I, I uh, watch his YouTube channel a lot. He posts a lot of videos about um, becoming how he became a pilot, flies now at the regional airlines, um, hoping one day he gets to a legacy. And he kind of lays out the pr- or what his normal day is like. And a lot of things necessarily don't stay, don't stay the same. One morning you're waking up and at your base in Chicago and you're flying three flights a day. And then you're staying in overnight in some town you've never heard of, you know, in the middle of nowhere. Um, for me, that's how I look at that as a pro. I like, I like that things where it's an exploration every day. Yeah. Um, it's something new every day. Uh, a con, um, you're not necessarily going to be in one spot all the time, which like I, I know I just said it's a pro to be you know, exploring, but um, eventually one day you want to start a family, someday you want to have kids. And, and that could be really hard if you're flying all over the country or often changing bases. Like, you know, my base is in Dallas. I just got an opportunity to go up to Minneapolis and then another, you know, two years pass and all this really good opportunity out in San Francisco or Oakland. So you're going to probably move a lot or move around a lot. That, that, that could be a possibility. Um, it's, it could be hard um, being being connected to one spot and having a family. I think that's definitely something you have to consider for sure. And the, ex- the expense not only is financially, but on your body. I mean, there's a lot of times where um, say you're going to commute to your base and you live in Minnesota, but your base is in you know, New Orleans and you got to fly to New Orleans every time you start your trip. Um, that, that can be really taxing on your body if over the years of sitting in an airplane um, as well as, you know, on, on your pockets. Um, for an example, if you're, it's going to be really hard to get exercise as a pilot. I mean, there's not a lot of time to be like, oh, I can just go to the gym today. Um, now you're, you're sitting down for, you know, three, four hours at a time. Um, right. 
it's going to be a hard time to eat healthy. Um, you're going to be running, you know, in and out of planes. You're going to be making a, a stop in one place and turning around 35 minutes later. You don't have a lot of time to really have healthy options, right? Unless you bring your own food, which is hard to consistently do. Um, so I think that's a, that's a major con that you can look at. Also, yeah. that is it's expensive to get into. It's really like I was talking about earlier. If you're in it for the long run, um, it's at first could be a little, it might be hard on you financially but if you know it's something you love um it's something you're gonna enjoy every day of your life absolutely okay so the way i'm trying to think about this right now or the way i initially thought of it yeah. is where if you kind of think about you know a graph right and so i think the way i kind of perceive that uh, as of thinking about the long the long haul of things the longevity of things is where initially you might be down mm. okay so you're kind of create you're kind of almost digging your own hole in a sense but with that you're also creating a great foundation so you're digging that hole but you're creating a solid foundation Absolutely. to help you help you gain and grow throughout your life mm -hmm. and so when you get out of that you'll have the strong foundation you'll have the things that are necessary that you need little you know golden nuggets that you pick up along the way experience whatever it may be sure. and then you kind of you know elevate that throughout your flying sure. career sure but absolutely i think that's a great way to look at it is you're building a really strong foundation you're right you're building that hole but on your way up you're really hardening that surface and you go you go through a lot of things um and you and you kind of learn um a lot of things professionally um you know and personally with the people you work with and kind of just your profession in general and if you decided one day you didn't want to be a pilot anymore well you're going to learn a lot of great skills being a pilot that would transfer to any other job out there right um, i don't think one person would you know if you've been a pilot for 20 years and you decided something else is for you and you come in and say i flew for delta airlines for 10 15 years and they're going to say well that's pretty dang impressive because i know what it takes to get there so you're right you do you do build a really strong foundation out of that hole that you made and it's almost it's a it's a it's a full buy-in lifetime or oh, yeah. you know, a lifestyle sure. excuse me it's it's you you're dedicating basically your whole entire your scan your, your yeah. plan your schedule mm -hmm. is all going to be dedicated towards this one thing and the way i look at it i think it's an awesome opportunity i'm actually very happy for you this yeah. is awesome um but i think it's kind of also like a funnel but it's like another funnel to it so it kind of goes in and out so like when you become a pilot it kind of weeds it out weeds out those people mm -hmm. but then once you get through the gauntlet of things i feel like you have an abundant amount of opportunities yeah, ahead exactly. of you i mean you can what i've heard from different people and what i've heard from you actually is where i mean you can become a, a, a commercial you can be international pilot you can be a private license Exactly. You can have, you know, for cargo, whatever it may be, yeah. whatever floats your boat, sure. whatever you want to get into. And then with that, you know, whoever you fly for, you're going to meet people along yeah, the way. Exactly. And then, you know, if they want different things as well, you can help them out yeah, sure. and you're going to meet their people and you're just going to broaden your perspective on the world. Exactly. And honestly, with flying, I think for me, that's the coolest thing. When I first got on a plane, I thought it was yeah. so cool to look out the window and be like, and just see the world from yeah. a different perspective. And for me, I haven't been outside the US, but I mean, once you, you're flying and you travel, you know, both, you know, throughout the States, international, that's just, it's it's mind boggling to me thinking, you I mean, yeah. even the simplest to the different time zones. Yeah. 
like right now, like across the world exactly. in like Australia, like it's it's nighttime. Exactly. And it's just it's mind boggling mind boggling to think about because we're always in society, we're kind of in these like our own little bubbles. Exactly. And especially through this pandemic going on right now, we're all in that kind of isolation. Sure. And so we kind of get up or get caught up with ourselves. Sure. And I think by pushing yourself outside of what you're used to, yeah. it's going to be frightening. Like you said, yeah. both financially, mentally, sure. emotionally, a bunch of different things are going to be thrown at you. But I think you're going to become a better human when you get through that. And I think that's, I mean, exactly. I'm just kind of just no, excited yeah, for that. So yeah, that is that's a very, um, um, but yeah, a very unique insight. Yeah. Another question I had was, um, what I've kind of heard like rumors about mm, sure. was like when you're a, like a let's say you're, now you're in commercial flights, mm, sure. right? Is it true where like um, you're like a pilot will fly for like two straight weeks and then have like two straight weeks off, so you chill and then or whatever like a month mm-hmm. or so? Is that kind of like the same kind of like scheduling yeah. for that? Yeah, I you know once again I don't know exactly um, from everything I've seen researched. Um, you can either be on Basically, you can be on reserve or you can be a line holder. And reserve basically means you're kind of up in the air. Um, you're on reserve. Um, you still get paid. Um, you don't have like a super set schedule, though. Um, it's kind of like, do they need you? You go. Something like that. So that that could be a situation where they didn't need me all week. But then next week, they needed me on Monday. And then they needed me all weekend. Or they needed me every day of the week. Um, whereas if you're a line holder and you hurt, you hold a line, you have a set schedule of flights each month and what you're going to have. You know, you're going to be a three-day trip here it's going to be an overnight in between there's going to be one day trip here no overnight it's going to be you know and we're having a five-day trip you know overnights on all when you come back um and then you can pick up time too so yeah it, it definitely could be true you fly one week and you don't fly for two more weeks um a lot of airlines guarantee you a certain number of minimum hours a month that you're going to get paid um since the airline you're an hour you get you do get paid hourly um so so yeah it's kind of basically on depending on the airline uh depending on who you're working for and whether you're a captain, first officer, um, yeah, it definitely could be the case. So if I got that right, it's basically on, you get paid on how much you fly? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah. And then is there different scenarios where you'll be based on more of a salary type deal? Um, and again, um, I'm just, this is yeah, kind sure. of narrow questions, yeah. but things that just kind of pop up. Yeah. Um, I know as far as salary type deals, I'm not aware of any you know, there's a great website you can go to, um, Airline Pilot Central, um, I think .net or .com, and they show you um, every airline. It's from real pilots that put in information. It's from people that research. It's from the airlines put in information. They tell you how much the pilots make. They tell you how many pilots they're hiring a year, how many if they're hiring at all, how many they furloughed, things like that. Um, I do see quite a lot of signing bonuses and things like that, or bonuses for staying on. I don't. I don't necessarily see a salary based. I may, you may see a minimum number of hours guaranteed a year, and you can kind of calculate it out to what you're supposed to make. Mm-hmm. Um, everything I've seen is when you're starting out your first job as an airline pilot, making anywhere from thirty as a first officer, you're making anywhere from thirty thousand to sixty thousand dollars a year, which you know is not terrible for starting out for sure. Um, and then it goes up from there every year. Your second year, you're gonna make you know six more dollars an hour, and then you're gonna make fifteen, and then you're gonna make. 60 and then you're going to make more you're going to make more a year per hour i'm um, just kind of how it goes and once you get upgraded to captain it goes up um so there's not really like a set salary it, like I said it's how much you fly um and how many hours you get i think uh a word that i kind of that kind of goes throughout this whole thing that kind of streamlines everything is experience i think it's, you know that that is 
absolutely 100% true. I think experience is what I'm kind of taking from this is experience is the one thing that trumps everything else. Experience or the, the word that they use in airlines, seniority. I had lunch um, a couple months ago with a pilot. He flies for Delta. Um, I had lunch with him just asking him questions and he said, seniority is everything in aviation. It's how long you've been there. Um, it determines where your base is, what kind of plane you get to fly, um, you know, how much you get to fly, what time of the day you want to fly. It's how long you've been there at that airline, how many hours you've been flying for them. That's everything. That's everything. It's, you can't, I can't stress it enough. Yeah. Um, Do you think that's like the right way to go about it? I don't, I, mean, I don't, um, and this is looking from sure. the perspective of someone, you know, just entering. Yeah. Right. I mean, so this is on the front yeah. hand of things. Obviously. It really goes back to kind of that you're in it for the long run, right? Everyone's right. got to put in their dues in the beginning. You're paying all that money, working hard. You're flying at the regionals, which may not be great pay, may not be great hours, um, but it gives everyone almost like a certain level of promise, and it gives almost everyone a certain guarantee that if you if you fly for that uh, for in the FAA, the FAA requires you to retire at 65. So it's not like people you know, can just work as long as they want as a commercial pilot. So you know certain number, every year people are retiring. So you're starting off young, you're thinking, oh, I'm not making that much money and I'm not here and I'm not a senior as some other people and that's annoying. Well, know that next year they're retiring, then you move up. So you, you gotta put in your dues. It's like being a freshman in high school. You don't have a lot of privileges. You don't really get to choose where you sit. You don't get to pick your classes first um, or in college, I guess, but things like that. It, it's, I like it because you know you're gonna move up eventually if you stick with it and you're in it for the long run. That is like a, a big theme that you see all throughout aviation. Um, so, so it's more of like a, like a, almost like a safety thing yeah, where you, you like know like thing. you're you're trending, you're exactly, gradually yeah. kind of putting yeah. in the chips, you know, you're building the blocks to get there. You hope it's safe. Uh, unfortunately, during times like these, or, um, you know, we look at the recession in 2008, you look great perspective. Yeah. You, look, you look at things like that, the aviation industry is always going to depend a lot on the economy. It's always going to depend on if people want to fly. Um, and that is something that can be very scary. If you look at a time right now where the airlines are pretty much dead because no one's going anywhere, um, you're not going to get paid that much because you're not going to be flying that much. So yeah, you, you do have safety in that, oh, you know, you're going to move up and you're going to make money. You don't have safety in knowing what the economy is going to be like, which affects every job, but yeah, the airlines, the airlines especially, because um, it's something that is so heavily dependent on it. Absolutely. And, it, and it, it's always going to, you know, it's always going to depend on the government and what their regulations are. And there's, there's a lot of variables with, um, you know, the safety of it. Exactly. I mean, it's like the risk reward. Yeah, How yeah. much are you willing to sure. risk for the reward? Sure. Yet, you, I feel like it's still, you still have the sense, quote unquote, mm. a safety net to kind of help yeah, you along. Yeah, exactly. You have, I mean, you're, you're working for um, a, a corporation that yeah, sure. you're working for someone that you know they're, they're going to help you along the way Absolutely. they help you in the beginning obviously um they're going to be there for you yeah. i feel like that exactly helps yeah. you along well. for sure yeah um so more for like kind of on your take on things mm -hmm. like what are you most looking for if you continue to progress throughout the different levels the different checkpoints sure. of becoming a pilot or not if you start to change into whatever mm -hmm. you may yeah. want what are you like most looking forward to in that? Like, what's the thing that's like, like the, oh, I want to get exactly, here. Yeah. And then once you get there, cause like, here's how I think about it. If like, what I'm trying to figure out right now, I don't want to go in, and this is just for me mm -hmm. and this is my thoughts, but I don't want to get to 
something where it's like a concrete destination. So I don't want to get to a position where I get to here and then have that kind of like sense of, oh, I made it. Reach the top of the mountain. Exactly. Because then because then you're not going to feel accomplished when you do anything else. So I think it's awesome. And this is, you know, this isn't just piloting. I think this is just on life, too. I think the way a lot of people should structure their kind of life, their progression is where have different check marks that help you along the way. So you, when you get to here, you're striving for this. Sure. And then once you get there, you're going on the next thing. I think that's really key because it, it shows you visually how mm, much progress absolutely. you've made. But I think you ultimately need that that longevity, yeah. that long goal that it's kind of like a mirage. Yeah. You never get there. Sure. But you're always striving to get exactly. there. And I think once you find both you know, the occupation that you'll have mm-hmm. of the different check marks, but still have that overlaying sort of arching goal. I think that's when you found something. Yeah. But again, bring it back to the question here, like for this kind of this pace, this yeah. like kind of sector yeah. of um, business, like what's like the most kind of as of now, what's the most intriguing thing like for you? Yeah, really good question. Uh, the most intriguing thing for me um, is one day flying at um, not just a regional airline, but a legacy airline, which is like the Deltas, Americans, Uniteds, like those, Alaskas. That is what I'm, I cannot wait to do. I, I cannot wait to every day um, I, I'm going to get up and I may wake up in Omaha, Nebraska. And by the time I get home, say I'm living in Omaha, Nebraska, by the time I get home, I've been to Los Angeles, Phoenix, Salt Lake City, and Seattle. I, I can't wait to be like, wow, I've been to all these places today. Look at what I just did. And I feel like I'm going to feel accomplished every single day. And that's that's what I look forward to is like, wow, every little step, every little thing you do in your job every day as a pilot, you're going to look at it as a little accomplishment, a little check. They like to use checklists in aviation. And that's that's a good way to monitor your progress. Um, so yeah, what I'm, what I'm looking forward to is just, it's just going flying every day. I just love flying. And I just, it's, I can't really explain it other than it's just like, You know, getting on that plane, going to Disney World when you're a little kid, um, going on vacations. Uh, that's that's what I remember and what I think about every time I go flying is I just think about the excitement and, you know, how happy it makes me. And uh, just knowing that I'm going on an exploration, um, and it's, it's just the kid in me. It's, it's just something that, you know, it's, it's going to help keep the kid in me for a really long time. Yeah, it's just the sense of adventure. Yeah, that, that's awesome to have. All right, um, we're gonna wrap up this one. Um, I want to thank you first, Ben. Um, thank you for giving me your time. I, that means a lot to me. Um, it holds a lot of value, so I appreciate that. Um, thank you to anyone listening. If you guys like it, uh, share it with whoever you'd like. That'd be awesome. Um, but thank you for coming on this one. Appreciate oh, yeah, it. Yeah, thank you very much for having me. It was fun. Awesome. Have a good one, guys.